Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. What if you could earn an extra $1,000, $5,000, $20,000 or more a month by creating a profitable online business? You could pay off debt, rev up your retirement, buy a house, start investing, and so much more. Just imagine the possibilities. But what's stopping you? Well, as our guest Kate Kordsmeyer says, ditching your money mindset blocks that make you believe building a profitable online business is not possible is the first step to changing your life in powerful ways. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story 
and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. I don't need to tell you how learning is changing and how the virtual world is making it so possible for you to make money in so many different ways, whether it's teaching courses, virtual workshops, building a blog, selling a product, so on. There are so many different ways to make money these days, and we are living through a digital revolution. And whether you want to build a profitable side hustle or a full-on business, Kate is here to be your guide. She has built a seriously successful blog, Root and Rebel, as well as courses, workshops, and more teaching you how to do the same thing, build and create a profitable blog. And along the way, she's had to really break down some money mindset blocks that were trying to hold her back and tell her that it wasn't possible to do this, to make money online, like real income replacing wealth building money. So in this episode, Kate is sharing what money mindset blocks you need to watch out for, the power of building an online course, and why it might just be easier than you think. I'll let her take it from here. We've got so much to cover today in in this great episode, and I want to start with a topic I know that you really resonate with that I do as well, of course, which is money mindset blocks. And I think that just being human brings up so many different um, mindset blocks, just living the human life, but then also running a business. That's like a whole other level, I feel, where mindset blocks really come up to play Walk us through, like, what are some of the biggest money mindset blocks that you've really had to overcome growing your business? Like from from that first moment where you're thinking, okay, I want to start this thing to, oh my gosh, I'm launching this thing and now I have to figure out how to do this. Yes. Yeah. I think entrepreneurship is such like a crash course in personal development and really like having to challenge yourself and address those limiting beliefs and mindset blocks and everything head on. And um, more so than I think I ever really realized it was going to be. So in the beginning, I feel like some of my mindset blocks, particularly around money, were really around the fact that it felt like it had to be hard. Like if I wasn't working hard for it, then then it wasn't worth it or then like I, I didn't deserve it. And so anytime I earned money easily or you know if I like I set up a blog post and then I it started taking off in Google and I got search traffic coming to it regularly and selling affiliate products through that or something it was like wow I did this 3 years ago I'm not even working on I haven't even touched it and I'm making money from it like it you know I would just start to feel guilty or like I didn't deserve it and so having a lot of um, conversations with myself and my mindset coach actually about how to like just really allow myself to receive abundance and that not that it doesn't have to be so hard. There doesn't have to be this struggle. Um, I don't have to work work more or work harder in order to make more. That there are um, more passive and 
exhaley ways of making money. <laughs> I like that word, exhaley ways. Yeah. And I think that there are so many lies too around money, just in general, that we kind of carry with us. And we don't necessarily even know maybe we're carrying them with them. And maybe they're not lies. Maybe they're just misconceptions, like you're saying, about having to work harder. And I know I find myself in that trap a lot as well. And I think that you know, a lot of the guests we bring on the show talk about all of these different ways, whether it's just to earn like a little bit extra income or really to shift your shift your career and, and, and do things differently. But it does take, I find that like switch of a flip in your head to, to almost discount or get rid of a lot of that baggage that um, gets in the way of you actually believing it's, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I did was sacred money archetypes. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but um, no, tell us. Yes. It's fascinating. I believe the like creator of this was, is a woman named Kendall, Kendall Summerhawk. Um, but my coach is trained by her. And so she teaches this as well. And it's, it's in a personality assessment, so to speak, but it's all kind of centered around money. And one of my archetypes that was really strong is something called the accumulator. And so I am a saver. I have some, I have a hard time spending money. I have like weird associations with spending is irresponsible. And, um, you know, these things that I've been taught growing up, both from my own family and just culture at large. And, um, that I've really worked through and that I've seen like, oh, this is why I've been so stressed because my bank account balance is maybe down a little bit because I just made an investment in myself or in, in my business. And so really getting comfortable with seeing things more as an investment and not just like reckless spending, um, which of course, like as an accumulator, I was never going to recklessly spend because that's just not in my DNA, but I was maybe holding on to my money a little too tightly. I like that a lot because I think we don't often stop to think about our personalities. You, you know, I think we've all heard this uh, nature versus nurture kind of concept of of how are you actually composed as a human? Is it from where you came from or is it really you? And it's it's tough to unwind some of that stuff. But I think knowing your personality, just how you naturally flow with money has so many different um maybe a lot of different ripple effects, I would say, and on all different areas, whether it's relationships or running a business or your career or in friendships, whatever it might be. Like if you could really understand that about yourself, like you, like you know about yourself, I think that's one of the most powerful tools you can, you can have around money personally, more so than what you actually do with your money. Yeah. A hundred percent. It, that assessment and working through a lot of that and understanding how I view money has been a huge, like created huge shifts in my business. And um, yeah, it was really powerful. And it seems like, oh, it's just like a silly personality test, but it was so much more than that. Yeah. I Hey, you know, silly personality tests are great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about this idea of running an online business. I feel like everybody listening to the show has heard or seen or know somebody that has a blog or launching courses or programs, whatever it might be, whether it's to make like a full-time business income like you have, or wait, maybe it's just to make some extra cash um, to help fund money goals, whatever it might be. Where is the trend going with online courses, online education, blogs, 
is it is it dying out or are we just sort of in the, the beginning stages of how we're all going to learn now? Yeah, I think this is just the beginning, honestly. I mean, obviously, blogs, online courses, you know, group coaching programs, those things are not new. Um, but especially with what's gone on in 2020 and more pe- I mean more people are online than ever before people are turning to online to the internet to to learn any kind of skill whether it's just like a hobby skill or it's a skill to launch a business or something that has more of a hard result um so I think we're definitely like in the infancy and I'm sure it will evolve and not just stay the same but get larger. Um I mean I think we're seeing some of that already with more high ticket programs instead of these like self-study courses that people some people love the self-study course. They can just buy a course, they can do it on their own time whenever they want. But I think we're seeing more of this trend now of people going like, oh, I want a little bit more handholding. I want to be able to ask questions to a real person. I want to be able to, you know, get more support and access. And a great way to do that from the entrepreneur side of it is with these group coaching programs where it's still more scalable than one-to-one where you're always just trading time for dollars. Um, But you're able to really give that high touch experience and really support people in your, it's, you know, in your, um, in the online education industry, but in a, in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we talked about this before, but this question always seems to bubble up to the surface. If if there's somebody listening and and they like this idea, whether it's starting a blog or a course or whatever it may be, but then that sort of imposter little devil pops up on their shoulder that says, what do I know? Somebody else has already done this, or there's a million people that have done this. What do I have to contribute? Maybe I'm not an expert. How do you work through some of those feelings to get yourself to the place where you you, you could just l- try something, just launch something? Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of it is shifting your mindset to be like, this is just an experiment and I'm just going to try something and see what happens. And the worst that could happen is it doesn't work. And then I would know and I could you know, shift and evolve from there. But if you never try anything, then you'll never know. Um, So I think part of it is just not taking yourself so seriously and not taking the experiment so seriously and just thinking of it like a game. Um, One of my mentors has been talking about this a lot recently, and it's really hit home with me of like, it's all just a game. And the same way that we would sit in our I don't know about you. I grew up in the 90s. So I would sit in my basement with my girlfriends and we would play Mario for hours <laughs> and yes. just to see what's on the next level, right? And it was like that's that's how I'm trying to approach my business these days. It's like what's on the next level? Like let's just have fun with it and it's not so so serious. And I imagine there's a great deal of freedom when you can get to that place where you can feel like it's it's more like a game and that it's it's okay to maybe not know exactly what you're doing or maybe make a mistake that really isn't a mistake but you learn somewhere along the way it, it it's forgivable right when you're when you're working in this kind of online environment to an extent yeah well right and that's kind of the beauty of an online environment is that it's so easy to change and pivot and like redo things it's not like something is seared in print forever or that you can i mean you can change your mind you can change your opinion you can change your business model like anything and it's all pretty easy to do 
Um, and I think there's something to like not taking yourself too seriously, but then also knowing that if you never, if you never, like if you never go for it, then you just, I, maybe I already said this, but just like you will never know what's on the other side. And if you, a lot of people are always comparing themselves to what somebody who's already been doing this thing for five, 10, 15 plus years, what their business looks like. And they think, they have to they have to start their business on day one looking like the Amy Porterfields of the world. And it's like, go back, not to pick on Amy. I love Amy, but like go back to her first ever video, her first ever podcast, her first ever blog post. It wasn't that great. Everybody <laughs> starts out not that great. I mean, look at any other blogger or, you know, anybody. And it's like, you start out, you just have to get started and then you learn as you go and you improve and nobody sits down to play piano for the first time and just, you know, rocks out Moonlight Sonata. Like you have to, you have to start somewhere and work your way up. So I think people need to stop comparing that, like their start to somebody else's middle or even way past that. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary. But now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web. 
and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. So we have an Ask Shauna. This one comes from Todd and Todd says, Hey Shauna, thanks so much for this cool podcast. 
You saved my life more than one time for sure. I have a savings question for you. You talk about high yield savings accounts for our emergency funds and the interest rates are still so low. Why should I consider it over my bank savings account? I know you've talked about this before, but I'd love to do a little refresh. Thanks again and keep these awesome episodes coming. Todd, great question. I've actually received this question about three times in the last week. So I thought it was probably pretty pertinent that I talk about this question. And I'm a huge fan of high yield savings accounts. If you're not familiar, high yield savings accounts is just a different type of a savings account. They're usually with online only banks, so they don't have a physical location that you can drive up to. You still get an ATM card so you can pull money out. You can still transfer money back and forth online. So all the same features that you're used to, you just can't drive your car up to the actual bank. And because of that, these banks are able to pay a higher interest rate on the savings. So if you don't know what your bank savings account is paying, that is assignment number one. Look that up. Right now, I'm guessing it's somewhere between 0.1, somewhere really, really low. There's nothing wrong with that because that's more interest, obviously, than your bank account, but really, it's not much difference. So the high yield savings account, they pay higher interest. Right now, it's only about a half percent to three quarters of a percent. But in my book, that number is much higher than 0.01 or 0.02%. So the way I think about this, Todd, is if we're thinking about smart money moves and smart money steps, we're thinking about our money from all different directions. So we're also looking at where is our savings? What is the interest rate we're earning on our savings? And I equate this to the idea of, say we're walking down the street and there's a $20 bill right in front of you. It's nobody else's $20 bill, but the question is, would you pick it up or would you just keep walking? Now, I realize there's a little bit of a morality question in that question itself, but let's just pretend that all of those issues are off the table. In my book, I would pick up the $20, do something useful with it. So the same concept applies to your savings. We always want to keep your savings safe. So we want to keep it in an account that is fully liquid, so not tied up in a CD, but in a an account, a savings account that we can easily money, move money back and forth, right? So when I look at the comparison between a bank savings account and a high yield savings account, I just can't see any reason why I want to choose a high yield savings account. I earn more interest. I have the same features that I have with my bank savings account. So for me, it's a win-win. Now, the only quote-unquote downside is that sometimes with the high-yield savings account banks, because that's not your uh, bank that you have your checking account with, it could take a day or so extra to transfer money back and forth. So you need to allot for that, sort of build in that pad if you're transferring money. But look, if you're just setting up regular auto debits from your bank account that go into your savings account... In my book, I don't know why you wouldn't consider a high-yield savings account. I kind of see wins all the way around. So there's not a right or wrong choice. However you're saving money is a win in any book. So I don't want you to get like hung up on the semantics of it. I just want you to understand the differences and then the, the concept of thinking about your money from all of these different directions. How am I earning the best savings rate? How is my money growing most effectively? These are all the little tricks that I say really go into making smart money moves. 
So if you're listening and you haven't asked Kashawn a question, it's easy. Just head to the show notes. There's a link there. Takes you to a form. You can fill in your Ask Shauna question. You can say you want to remain anonymous. Totally cool with me. But if you've got a question, probably somebody else does as well. So let's just get the questions answered. Occasionally, people will email me that they are listening to the show and that they've gone all the way back to the beginning episode to start. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Please don't start there. Let me tell you a more strategic, better way to to start. But again, I mean, that's me looking at things through my lens. You probably do the same thing as, as a creator of content and a podcaster as well. But I think that's an important lesson for so many different things in our life. Even I can find even so many different correlations with money. Sometimes we might think that just because somebody's in a certain position or maybe they have this course or this blog or this book or whatever it might be that they've got it all together. It's all easy. Everything's perfect. There aren't any stumbling blocks along the way. And that's just not reality. But because we don't talk about money or the hard stuff very often, we don't know those stories. Right. Yeah. And I think talking about money is so important. And this is something um, that I've always really tried to do. I publish income reports on my blog um, detailing how we made whatever it is that we made. And some months it was way less than I felt comfortable, you know, it was embarrassing to share. And then some months it was like, oh my God, I can't believe we did this. But I think it really opens up this like portal of possibility for people and that. It just shows what, yeah, it shows what's possible and gets into some of the behind the scenes. And we would never know that this could happen because even there's some people like you might look at some really famous influencer on Instagram who has hundreds of thousands of followers, but you have no idea if they're actually making any money with their business, if they're even treating it like a business, like what's happening behind the scenes. And so there's a lot of vanity metrics that I feel like people throw around, but really showing the behind the scenes and talking about money, I feel like is so important. Yeah. So I, I would love to hear a little bit about your story. I mean, I, I know it pretty intimately, but I would love for the listeners to to hear a little bit more. You, you started Root and Revel, grew it to a six-figure blog, and then shifted a bit to help others, teach others how to do this as well. And you know, where are you now? Where are you going? Like what gives you, what gets you excited about helping others on this, on this journey of making money and, and growing online businesses? Yeah. Um, so right now I feel like I'm in this place where I'm trying to figure out how to really combine the two. I have this holistic root and revel is this more holistic wellness, mind, body, soul. There's like some spirituality and self-care. And, um, that is a big piece of, of who I am and what I've done. And then I have this other brand, which is just my personal brand, my name, Kate Kordsmeyer. And we've, I've got a couple courses, 21 Days to Impact and the Six Figure Blog Academy. And I'm launching um, a new group coaching program, speaking of group coaching programs, um, called the Success with Soul Incubator. And I've got my own podcast, the Success with Soul. Um, and now I'm trying to figure out like, how can I bring the two together in a way that makes sense? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that teach strategy and there's a lot of people out there that teach more personal development and um, that kind of thing. But there's not many that are teaching both together. 
um, where you're really getting like, here's a strategy that will allow you, particularly for women, to embrace your feminine energy, to um, show up as a wife, as a mom, um, you know, whatever your role may be. And it's not all coming from this very male-driven perspective where even in 2021, you know, so much of um, maintaining the house and everything still falls on women. So I'm trying to figure out, I don't have the answer yet, but I'm trying to figure out how can I bring these two together so that I'm really speaking about strategy and um, the soul part. So really the success with soul piece is kind of what I'm, what I'm working on right now. And I love that because I think it feels really authentic um, being able to go out in the world and say, I'm not just this one thing or I'm not just this one thing. I am all of these different things and all of those make a whole person. And I think all of us, if all of us could really embrace that and find those through lines in in the things we do, I think that there's a lot of power in owning all of those different spaces. That's at least my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, I mean, I love that you said that. I couldn't agree more. I've sent a few emails to my list lately saying like, I am not just one thing. So sometimes I'm going to share like maybe even a political opinion or I'm going to share. Oh no, not those. (laughs) That'll get people, you get a lot of emails when you do those. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm sharing more of me because I'm not just this one thing and I don't want to show up just as this one thing. And I think the rhetoric right now is very much, niche down as narrow as possible. You can't be a generalist. You have to specialize in one thing. Like I was even just talking with um, the SEO firm that manages Root and Revel with me, and they were showing me this example of a site who spun off a second site from their food blog that's just chicken dinner recipes. That's the whole website. It's like, wow, that's niche. And she was saying like, that's what you have to do these days to stand out. And I'm not disagreeing with the advice, um, but I, I'm i trying to figure out, I feel like there's got to be a way that we can show up as our whole selves and not be just chicken dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yes. Nothing against chicken. Nothing against right. chicken. But I, I could never do any of those crazy diets that were like, eat all you eat is chicken or tuna or whatever it might be. That yeah. just uh, doesn't work in my life. But I, I, I like that. I really like this idea of, of showing up in that way. I mean, I think, again, I can relate a lot to money that, you know, money is, is I call it like a flow. It's, it's a flow of what's going on and it's all of these different pieces put together. So I think when you start to see yourself that way, hopefully that can translate in, in lots of different areas. But speaking of money, you're talking practically for for somebody who doesn't know what are some of the ways that you can make money with a blog like how can how can starting a blog even when it feels like there everybody has a blog how can starting a blog really make like a dramatic impact on your on your life like really change things for you yeah i'm so glad you asked this and i think it's something that i feel like i just want to shout from the rooftops every time i'm talking to anybody because everybody has this idea of like what a blogger i'm doing air quotes y'all can't see me but a blogger <laughs> or an influencer is and it kind of feels like oh pimping yourself out to like you know sell other brands and stuff like that and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with doing sponsored 
work and partnering with brands and stuff. But I think blogging in 2021 and beyond is so much more than just that. It feels like that was what it was for a long time. And there wasn't really a lot of other ways of making money. And now I'm seeing so many, so many other revenue streams. So you know, you if you have a blog, the way I think of it is if you have a website, it is a blog. Like if you have a website that has any content on it, it is a blog. And people don't want to say that because they don't want to, they don't think of themselves as a blogger. But that is what I would classify as a blog these days. And I do believe that all businesses need one, whether you're brick and mortar or you're a coach or a consultant or you have a course or you are just trying to monetize the platform itself. So that's what I teach in my course, the Six Figure Blog Academy, is just how to monetize that actual platform. So you could do that with ads, with sponsors, with affiliate marketing. Um, Those are the three main ways. But from there, if you're using your blog as your home base and it's just a way to attract more people into your sphere, then you can the the sky's really the limit because you can do, like I said, you could be a coach, you could offer one-on-one services, you could have um, a course, you could have ebooks, you could have physical products. Um, I mean, again, you can be a service provider even in a brick and mortar setting. Like if you're a chiropractor, having a blog would be a great way to get organic traffic to your business and then increase your visibility and then sell more of whatever it is you're trying to sell. So I think there's a lot of different ways you can go now. And I think in 2021, my advice would be if you have a website, make sure you are putting free content on it and that you're using that to drive traffic to some kind of a sales funnel. And whether that would be, again, to like book a service or hire you as a coach or sell a course, that can be a great revenue stream. And what are some of the ways you could figure out maybe what you should be blogging about? If you if you really want to get into this, uh, do you have any tips for, let's say I've got all these different things that I really love to do or that I'm interested in. How do you pick what is maybe the quote unquote right thing? Right. Well, it's interesting because what we were just talking about is like about whether you should narrow your niche or can you show up as your whole person and... I'm, I guess my answer is kind of always evolving and we're seeing what works and what doesn't. I kind of think that right now I would recommend picking a narrow niche and kind of establishing your expertise in one area. And then after you have done that, then kind of expanding to, sh- you know, to sh- showcase some of your other interests and skills and um, other areas that you could help people. But in the beginning, I do think it is valuable to niche down a little bit. If I were starting a blog today, I don't think I would just be able to say, I'm a lifestyle blog. And I talk about any and all things that relate to lifestyle. We're covering beauty and fashion and home and, you know, interiors and um, health and wellness and food and all of that stuff. That would be really hard to stand out in such a crowded marketplace. Um, But if you picked something that like Root and Revel, now Root and Revel is about five years old at this point, but um, it's more of a general, a generalist blog. But the lens is with this very like self-care, natural, holistic wellness perspective. So I would never, um, I wouldn't be publishing a blog post on just like the best 
mascara, I would be publishing a blog post on the best green mascara or non-toxic mascara or something like that. So um, it's getting like having more of a lens through which you see things and really putting more of your own perspective and opinion and experience in what you're publishing. So we got to we got to go back to the chicken, right? <laughs> all roads lead back to chicken. (laughs) What are, what are some things that maybe you could share with us? Like maybe little insider secrets that maybe you wish you would have known before starting Root and Rebel in terms of how to make a blog successful, profitable, are there any like little tidbits that you really wish you would have known? Get off Instagram. That's like my number one thing is that not that you need to actually like delete the app, although it's probably not a terrible idea. Um, but I think in in the beginning, you're inundated with all of these different, like you've got your blog itself and then you've got Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And, you know, there's all these different things screaming for your attention. And I struggled in my first year because I was trying to do them all. And we know what happens when we try to do all things is that we either we do none of them well. And once I said, okay, wait, I'm trying to grow my blog. Why am I focusing on a different platform? What if I put all of this energy just into building my blog and focusing more on content and SEO? And then my blog started, you know, taking off. And it was like, oh, right, because. I was prioritizing the wrong thing. Um, Mm. I think getting really clear on, well, what is your goal? If your goal is to become an Instagram influencer with followers there who never leave the platform, then great, spend your time there. But if your goal is to grow an online business, I wouldn't, I would highly encourage people to spend less than 15 minutes a day, let's say, on social media and focus more on content and SEO. That is a really good lesson. (laughs) There's a lot of freedom in that. Uh, Well, I want to ask you a two-part question. I'll I'll ask the first part and then I'll let you answer and then I'll come back for the second part. So I'm really focused this year on sharing ways to create more freedom in our lives in, in whatever way that word resonates with each of us. You know, freedom means something different, I think, to, to each of us. So so the first question is, for you, what, what does freedom look like for you? What would freedom in your in your life, freedom in your finances, what, what, what would that look like to you? Mm, wow, such a good question. I think the first thing that came to mind is that freedom for me looks like not having to answer to anybody else, that I'm the one and only decision maker of my life um, and that I get to do things my way and in my time and yeah, just that I'm really the one in the driver's seat um, and that I'm able to choose like, okay, today I need to prioritize my family because my kid's sick and I can't work and that's just what I'm going to do. And I don't have to ask anybody's permission and Yeah, that's the first thing that comes up. The second thing, though, that comes up is this like worry piece, this constantly worrying about whether there's going to be enough money or did I do this right? Or, you know, I've been thinking a lot about food and diet culture lately and freedom from that is like to stop worrying about food and every minutia, you know, all the minutia of what I'm putting into my body and eating every day. Like that is freedom. 
yeah, if we could all if we could all have freedom in that way. Um and and I like the worry piece too because you and I are very similar where I also worry about every decision I make. I have this irrational fear that somehow a rug is going to get pulled out from underneath me and I think a lot of people share that once I start openly talking about that. But I, but I do, I, I worry mm-hmm. about, is this the right decision? It's not the right decision. And my husband's always telling me like, you need to just shut off your brain. <laughs> and, and going back to like really understanding our money personality, that's almost impossible. It's like next to impossible for me to do. There are moments where that happens, but I think that's an important thing to share is that there sometimes are worries and, and not that they're suddenly going to just vaporize around money, but maybe there's a way to have a little bit better balance, a little bit better relationship. I don't have all the answers, certainly, but um, I definitely think it's a it's a worthy pursuit for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just to get out of our heads a little bit. I mean, I think one of the best ways to stop the worrying is to get more into our bodies and out of our heads and you know, that can be from moving or meditation or tapping and really just like getting still um, and getting out of our heads. And I say getting still, I'm like, that's a great way, but also getting moving and just like go for a walk. I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast recently and she had um, Dak Shepard on and she asked him like, what's his number one piece of advice when needing to make a decision? Or I can't remember the exact question, but something like that. And he said, anytime somebody like calls me up and says, I'm so stressed, I don't know what to do, I'm freaking out, I say, go work out for an hour and call me back and then we'll talk. And he's like, inevitably, they either don't call me back because they're like, okay, never mind, I figured it out. Or they call me back and they're like, all right, I don't need to be freaking out. Like, I feel, I feel better about this. I think I've got some more clarity. And so I love, I think it was Rachel Hollis maybe who said, um, move your body and change your mind. And I think that's very true. Yeah, absolutely. That would definitely be something I would, I would tell everybody not to cut out of the budget. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars on on exercise. Sometimes it's just about a good pair of shoes and going out, yeah, going outside, but but something. Yeah. So you kind of answered part two without knowing you were answering it of the question. So going back to this idea of, of freedom and financial freedom, what steps, in your opinion, do you think we can all take to cultivate more freedom or financial freedom like again whatever whatever sort of comes to mind for you of of something you can wisdom you can impart on us mm. i just read this book called rich as the f word <laughs> i don't know if i'm allowed to curse on this show um by amanda francis and so that's i just finished it last week and so that's very top of mind right now and it's a lot about like accepting abundance and being open to receiving it and um, kind of, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it in regards to your question, but there's also that the upper limit problem. Um, if you've ever read The Big Leap, he talk, Gay Hendricks talks about this and it reminded me a lot when I was um, reading Amanda's book because I think that I can like we can limit ourselves in what we believe is possible for us, and because it's almost like we're conditioned to believe that things can't be this good or this easy. Again, going back to that easy piece of like everything needs to be a hard and a struggle, and yeah, I think when we freedom to me with finances can sometimes be freedom of just like 
being open to the endless possibilities and accepting that money is just a tool. It's not good or bad. It's not evil or, you know, it's virtuous. It's just, it's a renewable resource. There will always be more. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that summed it up. well. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I love it. I love it. So, We've talked about, obviously, we've established blogs are not dead. We know that the culture is continuing to move in the direction of virtual online courses, podcasts, blogs, whatever it might be, and that there are so many opportunities out there that it is just about us freeing some of those mindset blocks and taking taking some of those leaps, hopefully a little bit strategically, but taking some of those leaps and just trying something out. So if somebody's listening and th- they want to do this, they want to step into your shoes and, and do this from a real strategy perspective, tell the listeners where they can go to to find you, to learn more about how to make a successful and profitable blog where they can find your podcast, all of that stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. So my podcast is Success with Soul, and you can find it if you're listening to this right now. Just look in your player, and it's it's there. Um, and my website is katecordsmeyer.com, and I have a special freebie that I'd love to give your audience. I don't know if you want to put the link in the show notes, but it's my 99-step roadmap to profitable blogging which might sound a little overwhelming, but some of the steps are super short and sweet and you can do them in a matter of like 30 seconds, but it's really just paving the way. Like, let me hold your hand every step of the way to get you set up for success. Yeah. Well, as much as I said, get off Instagram, I think if you're wanting to connect with me directly, you can DM me on Instagram and I'm at Kate Kordsmeyer. So that's K-O-R-D-S-M-E-I-E-R. I'm super excited about the direction of online learning and the fact that you have some sort of talent, some sort of ability that somebody would pay money to learn from, to to know how to do. And to me, that's just really exciting because if I think about how we could take that money and not only positively change our lives, but positively change other people's lives, it starts to be really exciting to me. That's just my little takeaway. So thanks so much for checking out this episode. If you loved it, do me a favor, share it with your friends, post it on social media. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from this episode. And I look forward to seeing you back here in a few days for a brand new one. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.